0: hello everyone welcome back to the pink and blue podcast today we're on episode 14 and i'm blue Tunes.
1: my name is pink boomerang
0: and today we have a special guest with us would you like to introduce yourself what's up i'm jackson
1: no i'm jackson
0: we got two well, jacksons here this is gonna be kind of confusing
1: yeah this is a little weird i think we'll be good yeah
0: it's not it's nothing we can't handle
1: i don't know i mean this is a lot we'll we'll see what happens i guess right Anyway, I got my question <laughs> Alright, go ahead The question is the only thing that matters here um, That's so true Here, Where was it? Oh, here it is, okay You Have made it onto the list For the FBI's Most wanted people <laughs> What crime Did you commit to get on the list? Let's hear it oh.
2: Jackson, would you like to piracy. go first? Yeah, yeah, I'll go It's piracy for sure
1: Piracy of pirated,
2: I pirated so many movies, but now I'm on FBI Most Wanted.
1: Like, I mean, what kind of movies are we talking here? Are we talking like Pirates of the Caribbean? Like, obviously, Disney's got a huge lockdown on the government. They basically are yeah, the government yeah. at this point.
2: Yeah, it's for sure Disney and Pixar because they would just they would whoop they would annihilate they, they would they would do anything in their power to find you even if that means putting you on the fbi most wanted list actually, actually reverse
0: engineered the entirety of disney plus so that you could watch all their <laughs> movies for free
2: no it's just because i watched like the movie Rango i pirated the movie rango eight times <laughs> that is a it's really a good movie, movie though honestly like, no it's not what? A r- yes it is
1: are you kidding? no it's not Hold on, dude. let me
2: take this one, let me take this one. This is <laughs> by far my f- like my favorite kids movie ever, and it's not even really a kids movie, right? It's yeah, because like, they have guns. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know if that's like, not why. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just it's just a good movie. I, when was the last time you watched it?
1: When did it come out? It was like... 2013. That's sad that you know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, dude. He's watched it eight times. It's his favorite movie. I don't... Okay. Okay. My favorite movie is also a kids movie. What? It's Big Hero (laughs) Six.
2: Great movie too. That's two great choices.
0: Freaking love that movie.
2: My
1: favorite kids movie is like Wall-E. I think
0: that's okay. That's fair. That's a good choice too. Pixar's got some good ones. No, they
1: don't. All right, right,
0: I got to answer this though. While I'm still thinking about it. So if we're talking about crimes that you committed to get onto the FBI watch list, yeah, like something like realistic. Because I'm going to be openly honest about this, my seventh grade English teacher actually pirated a movie for us to watch in <laughs> class. I don't even remember what movie it was, but she like couldn't find it anywhere on Amazon. She was like, "You know what? I'm just getting, We're just going to watch it. Off we're
1: just going to look movie it up. And turn on incognito mode. No big deal."
2: And the FBI Which will not be What class was this, this for? This. Remember, Mrs. Yeah, I I was it. Um, I don't remember what movie it was. I vaguely think we were in that class together. I think you're um, right. I, but I can't remember what the movie was either. But I do remember that now. It
0: was some super obscure like book, which is why she probably couldn't find the movie anywhere. Yeah. But it was weird. I so think,
2: I think it was the one we acted out. But anyways, yeah, keep going.
0: Um. So it wasn't like that's technically a crime that I have committed because I was, you know, I mean it wasn't me directly pirating, but I did in fact benefit from the piracy. So I'm still an accomplice in the crime. So would it, like, should I say piracy? Is that something that I could but get is, on watch this for? Or do I just want to be movie, really cool?
1: Is pirating a movie something that gets you on the FBI's most wanted list?
0: I mean, probably not. I feel multiple like movies, sixty percent of people pirate at least one movie in their life. At of this course,
1: point. but you see th- th- what Jackson brought up is that it's just so many movies; it's too many to
2: ignore. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's that's why I would be on the most one right. list. Because it's not just for one movie, it's for, like, all the movies.
0: I'd like to think that it was actually just one movie. Like, you pirated Rango, like, <laughs> on 67 separate occasions. They're like, alright, come on, we gotta get this guy, dude.
2: <laughs> this is too much. He's watched Rango too many times. He single-handedly
0: just tanked the economy because no one's paying to watch Rango anymore. <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of, like, just cool factor, I guess, um... I don't know some sort of like humongous heist.
1: Give us an example.
0: Um, I don't know. I'm a big I'm a big fan of like heist movies and like.
1: So you uh, pirate heist movies? There we go. That's it. We've done
0: it. All right. Good answer. <laughs> That's what good I answer. got on the list for. No, but like you know, just the inc- intricacies. There we go. Um, there's a whole Rick and Morty episode just making fun of like heist movies and how stupid they are. And I will agree that some of them are really really stupid and have lots of flaws, but. There are some really good and, like, intricately made heist movies. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen Six Underground on Netflix. And I thought it was going to be really bad. Ryan Reynolds is in it and some other people. But it's a really, really well done movie about, like, this sick heist. And these people who are, like, reported to be dead. But they're still alive. So they form this, like, team and they just steal shit because they're literally off the grid. Because in terms of, you know, government records, they're actually dead. Um, But it's just, like, a sick movie. So I think I would like to commit some like super elaborate heist. Like, I don't know, steal
1: The Declaration thing. of Independence. That's a movie. There we go. We've done it.
2: <laughs> uh, Wet National- 5 Casino Heist? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, I think so. yeah, we'll go with that. Recreate it. Yeah.
0: I actually want to create the plot of National Treasure 3 by myself. <laughs> because I don't know what it is yet. But apparently it's in development, so we should get hyped for that. It and is. K. Just I haven't the seen
1: guy either of the first two movies yet, but you know, oh, I'm really? I'm really hyped for number three, big fan of the series. Can't wait.
0: I'm <laughs> actually a humongous fan.
1: Yeah. But anyway, you you guys are talking about piracy. And I'm talking about a different kind of piracy, okay? What I would do talking about like an actual pirate. Is become an actual pirate. And what I do is I pull like a Captain Phillips, right? Or not really a Captain Phillips. <laughs> but but what I do is I go to, uh, you know, the eastern shores of Africa. I for gather sure, for sure. hundreds of people, give them lots of guns and bombs
0: <laughs> and a boat. How are you supposed to get all of this? Uh,
1: don't worry about it. So we all get right. all this stuff, right? We rally these people. And then we go rob a giant, a giant like, one of those boats that carries oil or something. I don't know.
2: Because, okay.
1: I mean, if I take away any country's oil, they're like, shoot, now we got to pay this guy, like, everything. Everything. How, dude. I mean, I don't know how much oil, like, a giant... It's kind of a lot. It's it, a lot of money. I'm going to make a
2: lot of money. So, like, before we end this conversation, but, like, if you... Are a, like a Somalian pirate? Like, can you get on the FBI watch list if you don't really mess with the United States? Well, That's I mean, a great question. The FBI like, meddles the FBI in every other that?
1: country's affairs, even though they're even though they're not supposed to. So,
2: what do you mean, dude? Yeah, We're just I doing... guess. Go ahead. I, I guess I don't know how the watch list works, so. and we aren't gonna
1: learn, kind of and gonna it talk. doesn't matter. So,
2: that is very true. Moving on. I mean, you got a great point.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to transition out of this.
2: Yeah, so I was going to talk about something, but I forgot what it was. And all of a sudden, I remember. Uh, I've been playing Detroit Become Human. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And it's incredible. It was on the Steam sale, and it was only like $5 off. But like, I was just like, hey, you know, it's on sale. I'm just going to buy it. And the thing that came to mind as I'm playing it is like, how would you guys feel about having chips, like, implanted in our bodies, that we connected with our brains.
0: I know that this is sort of a weird take on it, but I am not entirely against the idea. Explain. So, yeah, go ahead. So I feel like in terms of ethicality, there are definitely issues which need to be examined, but the pure concept of the idea, I feel like, has a lot of a lot more positive to it, I guess, than negatives. At least if we can figure out how to successfully, uh, let me think. I mean, successfully like implement the technology and not have it be in a damaging manner to people's like brains.
2: So here's my take: the biggest pe- the biggest concern people have is like now the government knows everything about you. Yeah, that's even your thoughts. Podcast, and they also talked about this. And the thing that they said is, like, in terms of tracking you and, like, knowing what you do every day, the government can already do that because we all carry our phones around with us all the time. And the point this other person brought up was that, like, if they don't have their phone on them, they have an Apple Watch on them or something or they have their laptop with them or something. And so you're being tracked either way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, there are some other issues, but, like, in terms of that, just, like, just give us the chip put it in our bodies and we'll see what happens (laughs) i I guess it depends what does the chip
1: do though like what are we talking about here are we talking they put chips in our brains like how does it help us right i get like okay maybe we give people chips in their eyes so they they don't they don't have to wear glasses or like we put chips in their ears for not having to have hearing aids but like if it's in our brain what does that do
2: for me it's like a novelty thing like I want to start my car with my hand like that's cool mm, okay and, that and, like, would be it, sick it's, it's, or like be able to it's, point it's at a somewhat, light switch yeah yeah Ooh, it's, it's okay. somewhat unnecessary like it's it's prime laziness it's like Wally like what you were talking about <laughs> like it's totally unnecessary but it seems so cool
0: I would honestly say that that's sort of what it is for me too I mean not even just I feel like the monitoring of Vital stats as well would also be extremely helpful, especially in a medical profession. Just be like, oh, shit, like my blood sugar is tanking. I mean, yeah, I know that we have that sort of, you know, for people with diabetes, but even it would be way more accurate if we were actually able to translate, you know, electron movements in the human brain into code to which we could like notify and like maybe you get a, I don't know, like, like a heads up display or something on your eyelids hypothetically totally hypothetically um but that just lets you know like notifies you it's like hey you know your blood sugar is low or hey your heart is you know you're having a regular heartbeat like please go to a health professional immediately i feel like stuff like that is way more like just the implications in like the medical field of which we could possibly save people's lives i feel like are also a very positive thing that we could do with that
1: yeah i was gonna say like you know, since since you brought up, like, everyone has, like, a secondary device on them or whatever. Or, like, I'm wearing an Apple Watch right now. And I'm sure Henry is, too. But, like... How did, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, monitoring uh, just, like, regular health stats, right? Like, just even your heartbeat. Obviously, my watch can do that already. But more complicated <laughs> stuff, that's obviously, like, a huge benefit to uh, literally everyone, you know? So, you know, whatever device you have on you or whatever... Or if a, a notification pops up in your eyelid or something, you know, you can be notified and you can be like, hey, go to the hospital. You may not know it, but you're having a heart attack. Like, that's pretty cool. But my thing is, like, where does it, you know, not not cross the line, but where does it become inhumane to the point where it's like, okay, you know what, I don't I don't really know about this one. I don't know about that one. You know what I mean?
2: I feel like the... Yeah. F- I mean, I think it's tough because like, like, I don't think we're to the point where like it's reading our mind or anything yet, but I feel like once it gets there, I don't want that. Like, I don't want everyone knowing what I'm thinking because that's kind of when like it gets a little bit too scary for me, but I feel like like them, like the government knowing my vitals or whatever, like I don't really care. I feel like that they could get that information if they wanted to already like the new Apple watches have the heartbeat sensors and people with diabetes have the blood sugar thing so like if they wanted that information that that bad they could get it no problem
1: I mean at the end of the day we're talking about the government they can get anything that they want you know regardless of if you want them to have it or not it's just a matter of you know motives and having the rights to do it but yeah
2: they probably have it and we don't know like right I mean it's i i feel like at this point it's like why would you worry about not trusting the government because even if you don't trust them there's nothing you can really do like what are you to overthrow the government by yourself it's not gonna happen
0: i feel like it's even more of like an ease of access thing that people are worried about like the government can technically get your information by any means necessary because that is their obligation to do so it's just that if we had those types of technological chips implanted in our brains they could do it just on a whim easily like within seconds
2: yeah yeah well speaking of stealing data let's switch it up and talk about tiktok now (laughs) there's uh more you're a natural at this in government i know more talk (laughs) in government now about actually getting rid of tiktok in the united states um i know you guys talked about it last week and what are your thoughts
1: Okay, so I want to say, I haven't read up on the recent news. I just I just uh, remember what I read up about on, like, the India situation, and I got rid of it over there. So I, I don't know what any of the new info is, but obviously I know they, like, steal data and stuff, and it goes to some Chinese company, but...
0: I was just to say, I don't really know if there's that much new info. It's just more the fact that, the you know, our government is actually considering banning it now. Yeah. Like, it's
2: not... Yeah, bad. I guess. No, go ahead.
0: Uh, It's not that, you know, new information has been discovered. Like people are sort of becoming way more aware that TikTok has some serious spyware in it to monitor people's, you know, you know, whatever the TikTok algorithm contains to monitor what videos you like and what products you want to buy and whatever. I mean, every company has that. I guess not every company, but a lot of companies have that. They have ads that, you know, monitor your, you know, your search history and your Amazon search history and your YouTube search history and whatever. So they can recommend specific products to you, but TikTok goes to the point where I believe I saw a thing. Not that Reddit is the most credible source of all time, but this guy on Reddit um, entirely recreated uh, like TikTok. He he redistributed the or not redistributed. He um he made the algorithm. Yeah, he made the TikTok algorithm and looked at the actual you know stats that are being monitored by TikTok. And they have location pinging every, I think, like, 30 seconds or something like that while you're using the app. And that, to me, I feel like is a lot more concerning than just being like, oh, this guy likes videos of, like, hot girls doing dances.
2: Yeah, I guess, to me, like, the first thing I have to say is that, like, I'm pretty impressed because the TikTok algorithm is, like, very impressive. I wouldn't call myself, like, a consistent user, but I do use TikTok, like, probably, like, once, maybe twice a day. And like if i like a video like i liked a video about tennis like a long time ago and then all of a sudden like i would see more videos about tennis and the more you like the more you're going to see them yeah exactly it's really impressive how they do that and how they pick up on it the scary part to me is just that like it's not an american company and so like that kind of makes me worried about like international security and like what you're saying about the location pinging it's like i'm cool with our government knowing where I am every 10 seconds. I don't know how I feel about China knowing where I am every 10 seconds, but like, I feel like they might already know, anyways. Yeah. And this just makes it easier for them. So it's just like, it's just so confusing because we don't have all the information.
1: Yeah, that's fair. It's, My main concern, though, is like, obviously the government is just getting to like talking about this now. And TikTok is, I don't know how, I forget how long TikTok has been out. <laughs> But I mean, obviously, I think it's like they're twenty
0: seventeen.
1: Yeah, so like, the thing is, the 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 reason the government like the government has to have a reason to want to look at this now instead of when it came out because nothing really changed between the time it came out and right now. It's had the same base. Well, I mean, maybe stuff has been changed in the al- algorithm and stuff like minor stuff, right? But like, nothing major has changed about the app in a way where. It would like they just randomly dumped a bunch of spyware in in one update so it's like yeah, why so I've... it's been there yeah right so it's like why is the government just thinking about this now is that because india had banned it and that gave it like a uh, kind of more attention in other governments or is it because they found some information that the public doesn't know about even though we know about I... all this other stuff you know
2: I guess I think it's probably because our government's just a little bit slow to act on that. Things. That could be that and too. So, <laughs> and so I kind of feel like they're just like it's been out for like two, two and a half years, and they're just like, oh wow, like this could be really bad. Maybe we should look into it. And all the people who already knew were just like, yeah, we told you this like two and a half years ago, and you're just now like thinking about it.
0: Now I mean, that's only like popular.
1: Also, it's sorry, God. Yeah,
0: no, you're good. I feel like the reason that it came to light, though, was because the app actually became so popular. And people were like, yeah, why is this app so popular? Like, I wonder what the algorithm is. And then as they started to, like, delve into the code of the app, they were like, ah, shit, there's, like, some bad tracking and spyware in here that we should probably make the government aware of. Like, I know that our government is historically, you know, pretty slow to get to some things just because of the fuse between political parties and Congress and that type of thing. But this is an issue that's not really like it's not a political thing it's more just like hey you know like your citizens are being spied on we should probably stop that it doesn't matter if you're a democratic or republican i'm pretty sure that no one wants to have their information taken by a foreign nation
2: mm-hmm. the sad thing to me is that like i feel like the app is really good and so it's to me it feels a little bit unfortunate that like people who gain, like, such a big following on the app are just kind of going to have that thrown away unless they developed something else on another platform in time. But, like, it's... I feel like the app is designed so well that, like, really anyone can, like, blow up on there without being... Like, they don't have to really have any talent. They can just, like, be on the app and get lucky and all of a sudden they have this huge follower base. And it's just... I I wish there was, like, some other app that wasn't shady that people could go to now and like still have still get a follower base that easily
0: actually i didn't i didn't even consider that because i would i agree with you because i think that tiktok is probably the easiest platform to gain like a big following on especially Mm -hmm. considering how youtube is nowadays and even like twitch like how do you how are you supposed to without the tiktok algorithm being there gain followers as fast like the tiktok algorithm is the only one that I'm pretty sure it recommends your video to, like, 500 different For You pages when you make it, regardless of how many followers you have. And, like, if the people Mm -hmm. like the video, you know, it's like, oh, hey, this is gaining more traction. We'll send it to more people. YouTube, it's more just like, all right, you made a video on this, like, specific niche. We might show it to some people of these niches, but, like, you only have maybe five subscribers, so most people probably aren't going to see it.
2: I mean, other platforms, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but on Instagram, I never Use the explore page. Yeah, um, I don't either. I mean, on Twitter, like Twitter does a little bit of a better job, but like YouTube, I I mean, I'm I've posted videos on YouTube before, and it's incredibly hard for me to find anyone new on YouTube, and they really don't push new creators at all.
0: No, not. And even so it's bit. like
2: it's pretty impressive that TikTok could find a way to like get people who have never done any type of social networking before and get them famous so quick. It's I mean, it's just it's well designed
1: yeah that's a really interesting point I think ultimately though that could also end up being just a flaw of theirs in general like just because so many people can get famous so quickly it's like how do you sort through you know what content you actually enjoy and what's just complete utter garbage you know like there is stuff like okay you like something and then it it's highly likely to send you something similar to look at but I don't know
2: I feel like they do a good job. Like whenever I use it, I rarely find content that I'm just like, Wow, like why are they showing me this? And when I do, like they have a button that can say like don't show me this again. And like I've used it enough now to the point where it's tailored almost perfectly to me where like every post I'll see I'll be like, It's either interesting or it's like or it's funny or something to the point where like I'll like that one too and I'll just keep liking these posts because they got it right somehow. Yeah, That's it's... what I mean.
0: it's a a technological, it's super technologically impressive what they've done with the app. It's just really unfortunate that it happens to also be filled with spyware. Like, TikTok (laughs) could be the perfect platform for loads of people to get their ideas out there and get whatever creative, you know, creative ambitions they have out into the world. But the problem is, is that it just happens to be filled with spyware.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we had the same app, And let's say we get rid of, like, just a little bit of the spyware, and then it was an American company, it would, like, it'd still be here. No big deal. No questions asked. For sure. Like, I mean, even, you know, people still use Facebook, and they've had all the controversies and whatnot. Pretty much everything under the sun you could think of
0: see but they're not being banned by the United States government
1: (laughs) right but that's just because they're an American company that's what I'm saying exactly because it's a Chinese company and our relationship with China is you know interesting (laughs) it's a little dicey so I don't know I think that affects it a little bit but at the same time we also care about our data or at least some people do so
2: yeah I guess it's just tough um other topics just to switch it up you guys have anything
1: what were we talking about what what was the thing we were talking about before we started that we wanted to
2: well we were talking about webkins oh yes I Webkinz. Topic I want to hit on. <laughs> okay let me while we're on the topic of uh like social medias and stuff i want to talk about dr disrespect okay and if you yeah. guys have any thoughts on that situation
0: i actually am not 100 percent informed as to why he got kicked off the platform it's no not one even no one knows no one
2: knows right yeah
0: yeah okay just making sure
2: so um, I actually, like, rarely watch Twitch. Like, I've recently been on there a little bit more to watch um, XQC and Moist Critical play chess because I've just been, like, <laughs> super into that recently. But other than that, like, I I ma- do- watched Dr. Disrespect, like, maybe once. And, like, I, I've watched those big Fortnite streamers. So that's how they got big, like, once or twice. But just hearing about, like, this story about Dr. Disrespect, it's so interesting to me. Because he just got, like, kicked off the platform and nobody has any clue why.
1: Yeah, I I mean, mean. Twitch is super weird because contrary... I mean, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with algorithms, but kind of similar like on youtube and even twitter to some extent they have an algorithm that pushes people out there and twitch just does not have that at all you're not really recommended Mm -hmm. to people unless you're a super big streamer and you get an email from twitch saying hey we're just gonna like put you on the front page if that's cool you know Mm -hmm. apart from that (laughs) the only way people discover you is through your outside sources so you know having a youtube or a twitter or whatever and then uh just like People looking browsing through like a different category or whatever yeah, which is, is very rare yeah so but twitch has always had like a really dicey uh relationship with how it handles its misconduct of streamers so like you know i mean i'm not going to go into it but alinity you know that's that's a big name that a lot of people <laughs> yeah, don't <she's> like <laughs> Classic. and she stays on <laughs> and is not banned for some reason after all the stuff she she's banned done herself Wait, like she what? literally
0: went so far. Yeah, did you not? She, I don't even remember. She was like, "Yeah, you know, what, I'm just gonna ban myself for a few days. Like, I'm taking a break. I'm sorry for like what I've done." Okay. <laughs> like literally, Twitch would not ban her, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm taking a break. Like, sorry."
2: <laughs> I'll do it myself.
1: But I mean, like, that's like I mean. Is it, I'm thinking back something to, wrong. Right. I, going back to uh, not even that long ago when Ninja joined Mixer. Now Mixer's gone, but when he did join uh, Mixer, there was the whole debacle of twitch went to ninja's specific link like every everyone on twitch has their own link to go to their channel or whatever so they went to twitch.tv slash mixer or not mixer twitch.tv slash ninja (laughs) and what they did was i forget the exact wording they had but it was something to the tune of your favorite streamer isn't on this platform anymore and then they just turned his entire page into uh, a page hosting other people and then there was this yeah. whole point of like the one of the one of the channels was just like a Russian porn channel that got banned, <laughs> and Ninja was like, "Why is there? Why? Why? I don't understand why this happened." So it's like why I don't know. Twitch is channel? Twitch is weird with what how they how they deal with all that stuff. So who knows? But
2: yeah, I guess the tough thing, like what I've picked up on most of it, is that so he nobody knows what he did but Twitch is like in their terms of service and stuff they can just perma ban someone and they don't have to give a reason. Yeah. So like if they if they give like if they give out like a month ban or something they they typically do say and even for perma bans they typically say as well. But like for they don't have to and so they can just pull this and nobody knows what happens and for some reason Dr. Disrespect has no idea what happens supposedly. And so it's like well like what is going on? Like, how does nobody know why he got banned? He made a tweet saying that saying
1: Twitch emailed him and like he understands why he was banned now, but he didn't say. So it's like when was that? I don't know. I th- I was swear like I yesterday? saw a tweet, but anyway.
2: Well, I saw it. he put out one, tr- one tweet that was like, yeah, here's the most recent one. Champions Club Twitch not notified me on the specific reason behind their decision. Firm handshakes for all the support during this difficult time. Well he put out a tweet saying he still doesn't know. And that was June twenty seventh. So over That was like what, two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. And so it's been it's been almost three weeks and he's just gone. He completely disappeared.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the problem is a lot of people who stream on Twitch as like their full time job or whatever, they look at as Twitch as like their employer. When in reality, Twitch is a company that runs a service that anyone's free to use, and they don't really owe you shit. Like, mm-hmm. they aren't yeah. <laughs> an employer. They they don't own you or whatever, and you don't uh, like you don't have a right for them to give you anything back. So, in that respect, it makes sense what Twitch is doing. But at the same time, it's kind of ridiculous knowing the relationship they have with uh, some of their bigger streamers.
0: That's what I mean, though. Like mm-hmm. people like Doctor Disrespect bring viewers to the platform of twitch so you would expect twitch to in turn treat them with respect but like we've heard time and time again from multiple different streamers that are like yeah twitch is just kind of shit
2: that's a good point though because what does twitch really get out of banning him permanently if it's not something that like has to be done and I don't know if either of you guys watched the clip of the end of his last stream but it was really weird he was sitting there, and he was, just, he was just, like, like talking about, like, right-wing conspiracies and, like, <laughs> hyping up his little crowd and being like, all right, guys, like, we're going to get through this. It's fine. And I think, like, the last thing... He, he, like, looked down on his phone, and the last thing he said was, like, we're going to get through this or, like, Champions Club, we got this or something, and then just ended the stream. And so, like, to me, that makes me think he knows what he did, and it was probably really, really, really bad. Mm, that's an interesting so point. I don't, I don't watch know. him,
1: so I don't, like know his whole shtick i don't know what his main content is like so I, I can't really say anything on that but that's interesting
2: yeah he's he's just a weird dude and if if you ever get the chance to like watch that clip of him at the very end definitely do it because it is wild to say the least yeah
0: i mean i haven't i haven't personally watched him i feel like i've seen some clips and he definitely seems like someone who might say something that could get twitch into a little bit of trouble i guess and i mean i feel like them banning him is just a way for them to like cover themselves but i still i honestly if no one knows why and they haven't come public about it and even he doesn't know like he claims that he doesn't know but as you said he looked at his phone at the end of that clip and was like all right guys like see ya or whatever like he's gotta know right
2: yeah that's what i think and he used to. He had a big controversy a while ago when, like, he cheated on his wife. Yeah, he cheated on his wife. So, like, I obviously did hear that's about that. That's not a bannable offense. Yeah, I actually didn't but know that. The great part when that happened was that he. uh, That was when he was playing Fortnite, and during one of the games, someone killed him, and the username popped up, and it was Doctor Disrespect his wife or something, and it was like <laughs> it was. He flipped out, oh my and God. so the dude has a short temper for sure. Oh yeah, but. Like cheating on your wife isn't something that's gonna get you perma banned from Twitch. I don't think that's in terms of service anywhere. Yeah. So
1: I mean maybe if you do it on stream, I mean
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: that could that could be a permaban offense. Yeah. I don't so know. It's I mean, a like, it's well, a weird
1: situation. Like it's all theories, so at the end of the day. No and there's no way to really know unless he tells us, but but yeah. I mean,
0: he might not even be legally allowed to tell us. So that's yeah. He might
1: be under like an NDA or something.
2: Well, and if he did something illegal, it's probably pretty embarrassing for him to like just go telling it. So I don't know if he's wanting to like release information. If Twitch isn't going to, maybe he'll just like take his medicine, and we're never going to hear from him again. Yeah. yeah.
0: I feel like um, there was a clip that I watched online though, and someone said that they knew what he did but they like couldn't say anything for like 2 weeks or something like that. So I guess even eventually if he doesn't come public about it, if this person is telling the truth, we'll know what he did in like 2 weeks time.
2: Yeah, it's so tough because this is like such a hot topic that there's been all these videos like um of people saying like, "Oh, I know what he did," but like they don't. <laughs> they don't. I don't know how you would. On um, like the one guy, I think I know which one you're talking about, Henry, where the guy was like he used to work at Twitch or something weird like that. And it's like, "Well, why would you share this information? Any Why wouldn't you be able to share it now? And yeah. why would you share it in two weeks? Like, I don't understand. And why wouldn't, if, if you can share it in two weeks, why won't Twitch share it in two weeks? It's just weird. Yeah, my uncle yeah, works true. at
1: Nintendo, and he knows what the next Smash DLC character is
0: yeah. Oh, dude, that's sick. <laughs> it's Rango. <laughs> Dr. Disrespect is actually the next Smash character. He had to leave to practice.
1: Right, now now Nintendo's gonna come out with their own streaming service and uh Dr. Disrespect will be full time on Nintendo. I'm gonna
0: be honest, if Nintendo came out with a streaming service, I am quite sure that it would be very bad.
1: It would. Considering they're, how they're, bad their servers online, are.
2: Yeah. 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 Anyways, Anyways, can we talk about um,
1: Webkinz gambling?
2: Let's talk about Webkinz. <laughs>
1: can, we, can you just explain yourself? We were talking it's about this topic. before we started and we yeah. stopped you because, I mean, we just need you to put, we need you to put yourself in the limelight here. Just explain.
2: Yeah, so the first thing I can say is if you Google Webkins games and go to images, it looks like you're in a casino because everything <laughs> is bright and it's all this stuff. And so I, I, for people that don't know, and I don't know how you wouldn't, but Webkins is like this... I guess kids game I would say where for the most part you're just kind of like customizing your house and like adopting new animals and stuff but there's one part of the game where you can just go play these mini games and I swear to you like a majority of the games are just gambling for kids and I mean it when like some of them are literally slots like it's there's a slot machine and you pull the lever and it spins and you get coins if you want and it costs yeah, I'm looking real at it right money to now. play
1: these games real money
2: well, okay. Well, well yeah, I guess to play it multiple times, I I don't know if they have microtransactions in in this or not. In
1: twenty twenty, Webkinz, but,
2: but it does cost the in game money, and that's like, in some cases, hard to acquire. So, it's pretty crazy.
0: I just yeah, I it's, mean, there there've been a lot of things with like gambling for kids in the past, like few years. There was that whole controversy with like Jake Paul and RiceGum being like, yeah, you guys should go check out this mystery box site, and you'll. That's probably exactly win, what like, an I was Aston thinking Martin about. Yeah. It's like, no, you
2: won't. Wasn't Overwatch banned in some countries because of the loot boxes and stuff? And now, like, the EA controversy of, like, all the pay-to-win stuff, and it's just, like, loot boxes and stuff. Oh, yeah, in Star Wars Battlefront 2,
1: they had the loot boxes, and then people got so mad at them that they retracted the ability to pay for loot boxes. So you can... Because Star Wars Battlefront 2 is a game where if you pay and you have the money... It quite literally makes you better at the game.
2: Yeah, it it's does. not which fair is obviously at all. very unfair. Yeah, but that I mean that's just EA, but it's just crazy. Like all these other games have been in the spotlight and no one's been talking about webkins. So <laughs> no one's I'm been gonna to sue. About Webkinz. No one's really bringing this to Webkinz. light. <laughs> well No, I I I couldn't sue Webkins. I would feel so bad. It's such it's it's such like a great memory. It's something I forget about for the longest time and then I'll just all of a sudden remember. I I couldn't sue Webkinz it's an old game you haven't played in a while
1: and you've got a lot of nostalgia for it and now you know just every couple years we gotta go back we gotta go play through the Webkinz main campaign you know it's a really great story
2: (laughs) (laughs) no but just like last year I hopped on and played some of these games and like they're still fun like some of these mini games are like games you can buy on Steam but just like adapted for kids and some of them are like actually hard too it's kind of cool
0: they have TF2 Webkinz?
2: Yeah, they do. <laughs> CSGO and... Uh, any, any of them. Yep. Minecraft.
0: Webkins is actually just the Steam store, but just like everything is retextured.
2: But everything is a kid's game. <laughs> it's just modded Steam. I
1: remember uh, they changed one... Like the ESRB, the company that rates video games, that gives games their ratings, uh, they yeah. changed one of their rules to make gambling like if your game has gambling in it then you up the rating so in the newer pokemon games like gen 7 and uh or not gen 7 but like the omega ruby alpha sapphire remakes uh yeah. in the original games there's a place where you can go gamble but that place in the game is now closed so they could keep the rating for the game
0: seriously
1: yeah that's a real thing which is kind of insane I, when you think about it.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that actually.
1: Yeah, like a, a lot of the older Pokemon games had games where you could gamble, but now they don't have any.
0: I was to say because well, they'd lot have games to change the rating, got, and they
1: want to keep the rating.
0: Well, people got furious because I mean, obviously, a large percentage of video game audiences are made of kids. Like adults have jobs and they have things that they need to do, and sometimes kids just want to sit at home and play video games. Myself it's, included.
1: It's weird when it's Pokemon because it's not gambling real money it's just gambling in-game money which you can make back very easily <laughs> that's
0: true but i mean the yeah, moment I guess that it's it... just like
2: the habits
0: yeah actually yeah no that definitely definitely impacts because if you start it at a young age it's like oh hey i mean i might as well just go to the casino and like yeah, that's fair if you if you develop this you know this thought process that it's like oh yeah well i played pokemon and i got all my money back so like Maybe if I spend all my real money at the casino, I'll make it back. If I just keep gambling, just I'll I'll, I'll be richer. Life. That's just how it works. I'll eventually just win two billion dollars, dude. I mean, why not?
1: Exactly.
2: But yeah, a yeah, lot I guess of I. This is kind of a little bit uh, off topic, but Henry, you said something about how like you like playing video games and like people just like playing video games, and that's kind of the fun of it. And I just kind of feel like people don't always realize that that like video games is in some cases is just like such an escape and it can just bring so many different things and people say like oh it's just like it's just like a nerdy thing or it's something that people just do to like hang out with each other but like you can get really immersed in like a game world and like not really have to deal with real life for just however long you're playing and I feel like there is an appeal but it does have to be monitored like with the gambling you can't just like be teaching kids that money is expendable and you can just toss it wherever you want and gamble your real life money away
0: yeah I mean I feel like you know separating the the lines between reality and like a game world is definitely very important especially at a young age where kids are still you know mentally developing and learning about the world but in terms of like gaming as more of a you know an escape and a platform I feel like people don't really recognize the potential and I don't want to sound like a preacher and be like yeah actually video games are really good for you like you should play video games all the time but video games can almost even be like an art form. I would say that, you know, there are a lot of really, really beautiful indie games that contain like super colorful or even like some monotone like stylings that are super, super intricate and look like works of art or even like games like The Last of Us, not the second one. I I heard it's bad, but the first one, (laughs) which just, you know, told a really, really like, interesting and not necessarily relatable but an interesting and immersive story that people learn to love like there are games like that like you said you're playing detroit become human when i i haven't actually played it but even just watching videos of people play that game i got like immersed in the world i was like that's so sick like someone had to put in a lot of time and effort just to make the art and the music and the characters and it's almost like a movie in some ways like people can play video games just for entertainment just like they can watch movies and tv
2: oh 100 and i think the, the great thing and at least for me like i play all different types of games and so like i'll play a story game like this and play it for like a week straight or like mario odyssey or spider-man ps4 and those games were like i would be excited to come from come home from school or work or whatever to come like get back into this game world and play it But then on the other end like you can play multiplayer too and i've formed like some of my best friendships playing video games with people and then transferring it into the real world and like actually hanging out with them in real life i know that's a crazy topic for some gamers but it's there's just a lot of like there's so many things that you can do that it's right for everyone and there's a lot of people that say like oh i'm never going to play a video game but like my 7-year-old grandma plays Farmville on Facebook <laughs> on her computer and like she loves it. It's something she loves doing. She doesn't have her her husband passed away and it's she do, does it all the time. It's such a great escape for her. And so like it really can be for everyone. I think honestly if you ask me I think everyone should like give it a try and find something they like to do. Yeah, That's absolutely. I mean.
1: Games are they're really special in the way that like Games are entertainment, right? Just like, you know, before we had games, television shows were entertainment and movies. And before that, you know, people just writing piano symphonies as entertainment and plays are entertainment. So games are just the next the next way in which we experience entertainment. So in that in that form, it's art and games, you know, apart like... Obviously, through any form of entertainment, you can bond with other people because you you can, you know, relate to them with that. They like, you know, this one scene in this movie or this one song is really good. But games are cool in a way because it's interactive more than any other like form of entertainment. So it's like through games, you get really raw experiences that you can't really get in any other way, which makes them special because it's a it's a way to bring people together and there's so many different types of games just like there's so many different types of television shows or or music or or like painting i don't know but it's really special in the way that it, it really brings people together and we can bond over just this this mm-hmm. different form of entertainment you know so it's art
0: yeah i would say i mean especially just the different variety like i know a lot of people aren't really open to playing video games like oh that's for nerds or whatever but like there's such an amazing variety of games that you're bound to find something that you like. There are literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of different video games. There's no way that you can't find a single one that you're like, nah, these are all stupid. Like, there's just, just such a wide appeal and a great variety, just like there are a great variety of different types of people. You know, I mean, we all like different types of things, and you should definitely be able to find a game that contains those aspects that appeal to you.
1: Right. I mean, some people, I think, use the argument like, oh, there's too many buttons, the controls are too complicated. But I don't think even that really is a good argument because there are games that are really simple. There are games that you can play on your phone that's just swipe left and right or tap or, you know, whatever. So it's like, you know, games are easy. They're not all super complicated. It's just the most popular ones happen to be more complicated like Fortnite and just Dance, I, like, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I feel like the tough part too is like kind of the stigma behind it because I feel like if you, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like if you were to look up video game on Google, the first thing that would come up is like League of Legends or something like that and people see that and the first thing they think is like, oh, that's a nerdy game or something like that. When in reality, there's so many video games that the odds that you don't like any of them are so slim. Like even if you look at like coolmathgames.com like every kid i know in school has played a game on coolmathgames.com that's just how it goes so like everyone has played a video game people just don't some people just don't realize that they're playing a video game and that there's more to offer for whatever they like to do
1: yeah some people like some obviously there are a lot of people that say mobile gaming isn't real gaming because it's on a phone you know but they they are real games. I mean, it. I guess it depends on what you define as a game, right? But they are real games. Like,
2: yeah. And I don't even understand why people even make that argument. I feel like if someone enjoys what they're doing and they like doing it, just leave them be. Let them do it. And if they want to call it a video game, let them call it a video game. It doesn't. I don't see how it really hurts you at all. Yeah. And I feel like people do that a lot nowadays, where they're just they try and like gatekeep whatever it is they like to do. If someone likes to do it and they, they're calling it what you don't like. Who cares? It's not your business. Just let them do whatever they want.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, I think also games are kind of like it's a generational thing, right? Like, some a lot of older people just don't really understand it. Video games are still a really new medium. I mean, they only really go far as back as like 1970s, maybe 1980s, you know, depending on where you want to count what as a video game. But mm-hmm. it's a generational thing. Some people just don't get it, they can't get into it. And as time goes on, then the medium will expand and more people will be interested in it. Now, I mean, we have things as big as the like the League of Legends World Championships who had more viewers than the Super Bowl did in, like last year or whatever. So it's, it's a new market that people are just going to have to get used to. It's the future.
0: Yeah, and I feel like also what you were talking about with, you know, if people like a certain type of game, like... A lot of the stigma even within people who generally like video games. Like, some people enjoy mobile games. They're like, oh, that's stupid. But I feel like that applies to a lot more than just video games. Like, you shouldn't necessarily make fun of, you know, what people like to do or even just people themselves just because, you know, they're different than you. Like, there are reasons that people are different than you. We're all supposed to be different. If we were all the same, life would be super, super boring. We're supposed to celebrate our differences and, you know, I mean, that's why people have these differences so we can discuss and we can you know make change and positively interact with one another but i feel like you know the the idea of not making fun of someone just for liking someone or it's not someone something like the whole thing with fortnite back in the day was like people were like oh well that game's for like 12 year olds like it was really popular and then people stopped playing it and they were like oh you still play fortnite but it's like like who cares if you play fortnite like if you enjoy it and you like doing it then so what like, some of my friends, I, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I have a TikTok. Like, I think there are some funny videos. And they're like, dude, oh, you use TikTok? That's so cringe. But, like, if there's stuff on there that I want to watch and, like, it's funny, like, you know, who cares? Like, why does that impact you? Yeah,
2: and even going back to, like, TikTok or really anything, there's so much. There's so many different things. And, like, just because, like, people people make these statements and they don't really know everything about it. I've heard so many people say that, like, oh, why, why do you use TikTok? And I show them, I'm like, here, look, like, I guarantee the first post I pull up, you're going to think it's hilarious. And they do, because there's just so many things on there. And that's the same with video games. And that's the same with movies or whatever. There's just, it's just how you interpret it. And if you're giving it a try, if you give it a try and don't like it, then cool. You, I, I wouldn't even say you wasted your time. You got to experience something totally new. But if you feel like you wasted your time, you wasted your time. You don't have to do it again. But I, I don't like that people are so quick to make statements about things that they don't fully understand yet. I
0: feel like that's almost just a life skill in general. Like, it's it transcends even, like, entertainment. It's just about mm-hmm. life in general. Like, you shouldn't make assumptions before you even try something. I mean, unless you're doing something deadly. You're like, oh, you know, I mean, I think I would probably die if I jump off that bridge. Like, yeah, no shit, don't do that. But if it's like, oh, you know, maybe I, maybe I should try this new food for the first time. Or like, oh, maybe I should go meet some new people or experience new, I don't know, you know, go to a new town, meet some new people, do some new things. Like, that's what helps you grow as a person. Challenging your comforts and your norms and what you're used to is how you grow and learn. And we're not going to be able to do that as people ever if we stay inside our own comfort zones. And we're like, yeah, I only like this and this. And if anyone else likes anything else, they're stupid
2: that's what life is i feel like you just gotta try new things there's so much to life and there's so many places we'll never see and there's so many things we'll never do just try as many as you can if you don't like it you don't like it at least you try yeah that was a nice deep wow yeah that was that went, yeah.
1: that went a lot deeper than i thought it
0: was going talked to talked about video games and then tiktok and then the meaning of life
2: <laughs> i have a good new topic okay um I don't know how familiar you guys are. Oh, well, does anyone else have a topic first? I, don't, I, don't, I We're running low on time. I want to make sure we're not skipping. No, go thing. right ahead, please. No, please. You're right, our perfect. special
0: guest. The special, special one. Guest. You're also the I first agree. one.
1: I don't think we mentioned that. But, you know, you yeah. hold that honor. You will hold this title for the rest of eternity.
0: Uh, and, and feel free to come back
2: if you'd like.
1: Anytime. Uh,
2: please. So, anyways... Um, I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with the Rubik's Cube, but there's a documentary coming out in the end of July um, about two of, debatably, the greatest speed solvers of all time who kind of, like, changed the thing, and I just kind of thought about, like, how games have developed over the years and, like, how there's been so many different mediums and being physical ones like that, and it's something I'm not very familiar with, but it just I'm not really sure where I'm going with this, but I just kind of think it's It's something pretty impressive. I don't know how familiar you guys are. Not familiar.
1: But yeah, Rubik's Cubes are cool. Some people are just really talented at stuff. Like, I know there's people who can do, like, the 4 by 4 or the 5 by 5 Rubik's Cubes, which is, like, just insane. And then there's also people who can, like, look at a cube and then blindfold themselves and then solve it, which is insane. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't know. It's all crazy. Yes.
2: Yeah, I, in in middle school, I went on went on a pretty big stint where I was like trying to. I figured it out, and I got into like all the speed solving and stuff. And it's it's a great community. They do. Um. Well, obviously, they can't do them now due to the virus and all that stuff, but. There's a lot of, um, like, tournaments and stuff you could go to. There was one in Shaker Heights that I went to back in, like, eighth grade. And the community is incredible. It was so cool. I was there, first one I had ever been to, and I, it took me, what, like, 45 seconds to solve it. And then the guy came up behind like behind me and he was like ranked top 15 in the world. And he did it in like six seconds. And it was the coolest thing i had ever seen in my life. And then he told me that he literally told me, he was like, you're doing a good job, keep going. And it's just such a great community. And I, I wish there were more communities like that. And I'm sure there are, but it's, it's just something that's pretty impressive that I don't think a lot of people know about.
0: Yeah. I feel like there are a lot of little niches and like, I know that this is, this is sort of similar, but like, you know, when people speed stack cups, like, I think that shit is oh. so cool. Like, I've never done yeah. it, but if you watch videos of people, like, speed stacking and then, like, lowering down all the cups, it's so cool and it's so intricate. And there are so many, like, fi- again, like, physical games like that and communities around them. And I feel like, I mean, you know, it's not something that you have to expose yourself to in life. But, like, again, you know, if you're looking for something new to try, it's really cool. And there's usually, you know, I mean, since they're not as popular and not as, or I guess not as popular, but not as you know overinflated and that type of thing like people who do it are really into it and they want to get other people into it so there's more of a positive community mm-hmm. around it
1: yeah. yeah you mentioned speed stacking actually i have a l- little history with speed stacking i you forget do? if it was 7th or 8th grade but in gym class we had a unit on speed stacking cups and no joke we oh. had a little kind of mini tournament between our class or like the two classes right of you know, like, the best speed stacker. And I did get first placed, and that's all I'm going to say wow. about that. Because oh, yeah. I'll never find a chance to ever mention this again. So I didn't
0: know that we were amongst a
2: champion.
1: Well, I haven't done it since then, so I'm probably really bad now. But, you know, I did do that.
2: That's impressive. Wow. He's a god amongst men. I
1: don't know about that.
0: <laughs> Dude, I had no clue.
1: Let's not start a religion now.
2: I feel like um, going back to like Rubik's Cubes and speed solving, that's one of the other things people have a stigma about, be good at math to do that, or it's a lot of work or something I'll never be able to do. Back in seventh or eighth grade, I can't remember right now, I spent, I think it was seventh grade, I spent one weekend and I learned how to solve, solve a Rubik's Cube. And in the next week, I brought my time down to under a minute. And so I, I think, I don't know how many people are going to be listening, but I feel like if you are listening and it's something you've ever thought about trying, just do it. There's an incredible amount of resources to get started. And it's a sick party trick, I'm not gonna lie, to like show people like if someone has one sitting on their counter and you just go solve it for them, they'll be pretty impressed. I can almost guarantee that. So and there's a lot of hobbies like that. I've been playing chess recently just for fun and I never ever thought I would be getting into chess. There's just so many like small niches and if you just find one that you enjoy, just do it and keep doing it
1: yeah chess Chess is is a really really good example of a a really like niche hobby kind of because like most schools have like a chess club right but most people don't really know anything about it or interact with it at all and i'm not in the chess club but i love chess chess is great chess is a great strategic game there's a lot more to chess than a lot uh a lot of people think and you know i'm not the biggest chess player like i don't play every day or anything but um chess is fun and there's a there's a lot to it if you give it a chance just like a lot of different hobbies so it's just you know devoting a little bit of time and putting a little bit of effort in and you can get really good at something
2: when i told henry too, like three or four weeks ago i started getting pretty big into like learning chess and playing on chess.com and stuff and i would say i'm still terrible like i'm not gonna lie i'm still terrible i played for like two weeks but just in that short span of time the resources online and all that stuff I got so much better and that's the beauty of now that we have the internet and all these things that you can pick up new skills so fast and you can be really good at it or you can just be mediocre and that's fine but whatever brings you joy there's so many options to go do, do what you want to do
0: I mean I played both of you and I still lost so I don't know if I can say <laughs> that I'm a chess professional or anything but the times that I did play, it's it's a fun game. I forgot how interesting chess is.
1: Yeah, I mean, even similar like di- different games like you know I don't know checkers and backgammon and whatever they all have a lot of strategy to it. But because they're board games and you know board is in the word obviously, so they aren't the <laughs> most appealing or interesting looking things. But a lot of them have a lot of really interesting strategies. Or even like, because I picked up Fifty One Clubhouse Games on the Switch recently. There's there's a game called Shogi, which is basically chess but with a few different rules, and that game has been really fun. And there's a lot of stuff like that that uh, doesn't get really a lot of attention. So
2: yeah, that brings us into our sponsor, Skillshare. Nope, no, not <laughs> no. Maybe we are not one sponsored day. sponsored by Skillshare. We are sponsored
0: by today's sponsor, Honey. Now, if you go to our discount, yeah, no, I wish
1: we can't do this. So we're gonna ruin our chances. I, I tell you,
0: <laughs> dude. What if we just give them a sponsorship? Like, we don't. You don't have to pay us. Just like, just just give us an. Just experience. have us do, us do it. Sponsor. <laughs> we'll just do it anyway. Let's not. I mean, there, I, I feel like some that's companies. not
1: a good business practice.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's definitely not. You're right. Just just free sponsorships. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Hey, we'll sh- we'll shout you. We'll out. just do one for free. Because then
1: they're not gonna email us. They're just gonna be like, well, I mean, they're doing it for us, so.
0: That's the oh, thing, though. Maybe we'll other companies business. will email us because they'll be like, oh, these guys are doing free sponsorships. And we'll be like, oh, prank. You actually got to pay 50 bucks.
1: You have to pay 50 bucks to do a sponsorship.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I know that they're normally more than that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start small, okay? We get like an average of maybe like... I don't know. Don't what, say like the number. Views. Don't say it. No, don't say it. Nope, I won't. I'm being quiet. It because, depends on the episode.
1: Because, it, you know... 10 years down the line when we're still doing this podcast, uh, you know, we can't we can't we, we can't appear small. We have to appear like we're talking to 300 million people.
2: Yeah, that's Ten true. Years, man. You know, I, I I
1: someone on Twitter was like, "Don't tweet like you have two followers because then your tweets will suck. You have to tweet like you have 100,000." Which <laughs> that's is That's fair, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I think, I feel like that's what you have to do at, with everything in life. You have to, you know, do your job like you're the best at what you do. You know,
0: yeah. That's because eventually you will you be
2: the it. best at what you because do. Because
1: then other others will see, you know, you are the best. Yeah,
2: that's true. No, it, it's a process, and I think with most social platforms besides TikTok, obviously, it's it's a process, and you can't really get lucky. You just have to keep going. And I feel like podcasting is tough because it's hard to get new people to listen, and so I think it grows by word of mouth. And I think from I think you guys do a pretty good job of that and just like henry getting me to listen and now i've talked to like my parents about it and i talked to some of my friends about it and they'll listen to the next episode it's just it's a slow process but eventually like you can do it if you really want to yeah Yeah. i mean
1: it's just like twitch streaming like you know twitch obviously doesn't put you out there so you have to get yourself out there so it's a lot of uh self-driven stuff you know
0: yeah it's just it's just about consistency in the end right you know, as long as you're consistent and you stay, you know, you stay consistent about something and you put the effort in, I mean, it'll it'll eventually become to something. You know, right. we might not get, like, millions of subscribers. Well, I mean, we will. But, you know, <laughs> you might not get millions of subscribers and millions of views. But, you know, as long as you're passionate about what you're doing and you enjoy it, you, you can do it for however long you want. Well,
1: thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Jackson, for joining us once again, our first guest um it was a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime, but um next time you're you're gonna have to pay us to be here. I'm not gonna lie. Like we're gonna need we're gonna need some compensation. We're gonna need for some compensation efforts. for sure. All right. right, so
2: then you guys won't be seeing me again actually. Okay, well
1: good riddance. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you everyone so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Our socials are in the description as usual.